Hello and welcome to the Kitty Talks podcast. I'm your host, Kitty Waters, serial entrepreneur, success and business coach, and I'm the co-creator of the Network for Transformational Leaders. Each week, I interview top thought leaders who are changing the world. This podcast will show you how to build a life in alignment with your soul. This podcast is sponsored by my Do Your Dharma program. This seven-week online program will help you let go of anything holding you back and unlock your greatest potential. We've now had over 80 women and three very evolved men go through the program with incredible results. The next time I'm launching my program will be May next year, 2020. And at the moment, there is an early bird price of £395. That will go up to £595 in April. So if you're interested in joining us, go to www.doyourdharma.co.uk. Now, without further ado, I will see you on the other side. Welcome to Kitty Talks. This week, I am going deeper on the subject of depression and anxiety. Those of you that follow follow me know that this is a subject very, very close to my heart. I've been very open about my own journey. I had a nervous breakdown at 22, uh, literally in a car. And I remember going to a doctor to get antidepressants. And taking those antidepressants probably for a few weeks, but actually they made me feel worse. And then I basically had a journey of suffering with chronic depression from about 21 to about 28 when I had my sort of spiritual awakening. But during those years, 21 to 28, it was miserable. And so Depression and anxiety is a subject I like to speak about. It's a subject I like to shine a light on. I also have a huge history of mental health issues in the female side of my family, ran down the female side. We had suicides, bipolar, lithium use. My grandmother was in an asylum at points. My mother's tried to commit suicide twice. I tell you this because I think it's really important to speak openly about mental health issues. One in four people will suffer with a mental health issue at some stage in their life. I actually think that statistic is too low because once you do start to open up and talk about your mental health issues and if you suffer with anxiety or depression, you do find that people come forward and say, yes, me too. And the best thing I can suggest if you're listening to this podcast and you are having secret bouts of chronic depression is to speak your truth and to essentially find somebody that you trust, that you can open up to, that you can talk to, and that you can start to talk about your mental health issues. For too long, mental health issues have been kept into or kept in the dark. Like I know in my family, I only found out about the extent of the mental health issues that went on when I was 28. So for 28 years of my life, I didn't even know this existed in our family. And I think it's incredibly important in today's day and age that we're not scared, that we're not frightened of admitting when we have a patch where we don't feel ourselves, when we 
feel strong enough or when we feel that it's okay for us to actually find a friend or talk to somebody about it or get help. Because I can promise you, as soon as I started to speak about how I felt, things shifted and things got better for me. So my early 20s was caused by a breakdown or my breakdown was caused by bottling all my emotions up, internalizing almost like self-hatred that I had for myself. I had um, a relationship with a man who was engaged to be married to another woman and I didn't tell anybody because I was so embarrassed about what I was doing. It was a very innocent relationship. If I look back on it now, there was no, didn't even sleep with him. But at the time I felt what I was doing was wrong. And of course, I didn't like myself. I had blame, shame and guilt around the situation. And for those of you that know me and know my work, you know, I talk very openly about the emotional vibrational scale and how emotions have vibrations. And obviously, if we are blame, shame and guilting ourselves, then we are right at the bottom of the scale. And literally, we are heavier in our vibration And you feel it, you know, you feel disconnected, you feel heavy in your thoughts, you don't want to, or you can't see how everyone just enjoys themselves and enjoys life. At points for me on my journey, I would be in a conversation with somebody and I would be floating up outside of my body, watching myself talk. I just feel like there was this layer of stuff between me and reality. I couldn't feel, I couldn't see the beauty in the sunshine, in nature, in sunrises. I just had this big, dark cloud over my head, or it felt like I was just walking around totally discombobulated, disconnected from life. And if this is you and you're listening to this, I know how you feel, and I've been there. But I also want you to know that that doesn't have to be your reality for the rest of your life. And I'm going to share with you some things that have really helped me to completely heal from depression. And not only that, I know that I've healed chronic depression in my family line and my children will not have the same, will suffer with the same issues. So one thing that I discovered, which took me quite a long time to understand, but actually a lot of my viewpoint and way of looking at the world was what I call a learnt behaviour. And quite often you hear about patterns running through families. Now it could be alcoholism, it could be verbal abuse, it could be physical abuse, it could be a woman whose mother was in a um, domestic violence relationship and then her daughter gets into a domestic violence relationship. In my family, it was, as I said, it was mental health issues. Now, What tends to happen is those patterns and cycles can run through families because it's almost like a learnt way of being. The very sort of simple way of putting this is it's almost like you attract the what signals you give out. Now, remember, I always talk about the universe and the universe is a mirror and we are what's reflected back to us is what we put out. And this is quite a hard concept for people to grasp especially you know in things as such as like domestic violence because you have to grasp that in some shape or form you are responsible for your experience but that may be a difficult thing for you to grasp and take responsibility for but once you do you get your power back so again if you're listening to this and you feel a bit lost and you don't quite know how you're pulling this into your existence then stay tuned because I'm going to help you with this and hear me out before you go into blame, shame or guilt, because that won't help. 
So when I say it was a learned behavior, what I mean by that is in my world, the family upbringing that I had come up in, my father had very black and white thinking. What does that mean? Well, this was right and this was wrong. So in the case of my nervous breakdown, because I was having a relationship with a man who was engaged to be married, that was a no-no in our family. I was brought up with very strong values. And of course, marriage was sacred. You know, once you were married in my family, you did not get divorced, (laughs) even if it wasn't functioning. And so my belief system that I grew up in was that any form of adultery was wrong. And don't get me wrong, I don't, it's not like I believe that that now adultery is okay, but I have a bit more of a, a wider perspective on how these things look. I don't have such a black and white perspective as I did when I was younger. So I had black and white thinking from my father. And I also had, I suppose, from my mum, I had this, I'd picked up that emotions were weak. I'd never saw, never saw my mum cry, never saw my dad cry. It's more acceptable for a man not to cry in those days. But I never saw my mum cry. I remember, you know, it's really interesting because I remember my mum crying once in my whole life. And that was because I I disobeyed her and I went to see my boyfriend at the time and she was, got very upset. But that was very rare in our household. The whole messages that I picked up growing up, and don't forget, you're like little sponges when you grow up in environments. Messages that I picked up was, you don't talk about your feelings, you push your emotions down, you don't express yourself, especially as a woman. You know, I saw my father be quite domineering towards my mother. So that's also another learned behavior that I had to um, undo. And interestingly, as a child, I suffered with a lot of throat problems. Um, My grandmother actually died of throat cancer. And now if you're aware of the mind-body connection, throats are all about communication. And I actually suffered with very bad um, tonsillitis. And of course, now what I understand is I was swallowing everything. I was swallowing my emotions. I was swallowing my thoughts. I was swallowing my opinions because I didn't feel it was safe to speak up. And so consequently, my body was saying, hold on, is something not right here? That is why why I had such bad tonsillitis. My sister also had the same problem. So again, if you're listening to this and you've had tonsillitis, a different perspective for you. Uh, It's all about communication and you're not expressing yourself. And I also know by doing this podcast, it's another way of me breaking the cycle that ran through my family. So if you imagine my reality that I grew up in was this is right and this is wrong. And actually, you do not express your emotions. So when it came to the situation where I had feelings for a man who was engaged to be married to another woman, I hated myself. And I told myself I was wrong. I told myself I was bad. I didn't tell another human being what was happening in my life. And consequently, all of the thoughts I had went round and round and round my head to the point where I literally internally combusted. If you have enough negativity, enough negative thoughts, and you believe your thoughts, it's very strong or powerful point that we will we will unpack in a minute. But if you believe what you're telling yourself about yourself, and you don't question those thoughts, then of course, you believe yourself to be wrong and bad. And we are energetic. So whatever it is what we're telling ourselves, we're programming our unconscious. And depending on whether it's a positive or a negative thing, if it's positive, positive emotions are higher level. So you will lift yourself up. But if it's negative, you're imagine like the water going down a plug hole. 
literally you're pulling yourself down, 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 down by what it is that you're telling yourself. So in my case, that was what caused my mental health issues and the fact that I had a nervous breakdown was all to do with how I was believing my, what I was believing and what I was believing about my thoughts. So let's come on to that because it's a really big point. And again, if you're listening to this and you suffer from anxiety or depression, I'd like you to examine your thoughts. So it's very important as human beings that we recognize that our thoughts are not real. Thoughts are things, but thoughts have power because they shape our reality. But thoughts are not necessarily real. So it's very, very important that we question our thoughts and we don't believe everything that we tell ourselves. So in my case, I told myself I was a bad person because I was having this emotional relationship with this gentleman. And it wasn't, you know, in reality now when I look back at it, you know, it takes two to tango. It wasn't just me who was doing this. But at the time, all the blame went on myself. So very important that you don't trust what your brain is telling you, (laughs) that you disbelieve what your thoughts are and you question your thoughts. So when you find yourself having depressive episodes or down patches, really important to look, what is it that I am telling myself? What is it that I am believing? And again, come back to the facts. You know, so if I look at the facts in this situation, the facts were this guy and I were falling around. But that was it. That was the fact. All the rest of the stuff about me being a bad person, about me basically not being a very nice human being was a story that I had made up around the situation. That wasn't a fact. The fact was is that we were having instances where we were falling around. That was it. The rest of the story that I was telling myself was a complete and utter fabrication. It wasn't real. And I was telling myself what I call a really, really disempowering story. So if you're suffering with bouts of depression and anxiety, really important to examine what it is that you are thinking about and how it makes you feel. Now, don't forget, I hadn't been taught to feel. If you're British, you might have had a sort of similar situation. To be honest, it doesn't have to be, it's not, it's not just Brits. A lot of families have this where we're not allowed to speak our truth. We're not allowed to talk about how we feel. And, you know, not all families, but in my case, you know, emotion just wasn't expressed. So I'd ask you again, if you're listening to this, to look at how often you express emotion. You know, men are culturally conditioned to not express emotion and of course you not you know you can't express you can't express when you're upset as a man you can't express when you're angry as a man you know it's very much in society we are trained to be functioning human beings if you imagine about children it's the obvious example a child when they're little you know they cry when they want something they cry as a signal or they cry when they're upset and kids can literally cry at the drop of a hat and then it's gone It's incredible how they can flit between the two. But of course, what happens when you grow older is you learn from the people around you and your adults don't go around crying all the time. (laughs) And, you know, in families, it's probably unlikely that the mum would necessarily or the dad would necessarily cry in front of the children. And of course, what happens is this distorted view of reality is grown up in. So, you know, very much now conscious parenting is a real 
coming to the fruition, which I really love because, you know, as a conscious parent, it's really important that you show your child what life is really like. It's a bit like Instagram. You know, everyone puts the best bits on, but they don't put the flip side to it. So it's disproportionate. It's showing people this this view of life that doesn't really exist. And so if you think about it in families, if you grow up in an environment where you don't really see anyone be emotional or cry, you think that's what's normal. So in my case, when I started to feel bad, when I started to feel depressed, when I started to feel disconnected, I'd never heard my family talk about anything like that. I had never seen them witness them being upset or down or so I just thought it was me (laughs) you know I really genuinely thought this was something that wrong with me and I was the only person suffering with this and I didn't know who to turn to or what to do and I just didn't talk about it of course that's the worst thing that you can do because what we tend to do is we tend to isolate ourselves we can disconnect from society from people Um, In my case, I used alcohol and drugs as a way of coping. So when I was upset, I would drink. I found a way to disconnect in a way, because obviously alcohol helps you relax to a point, but it's not a positive way of disconnecting. So exercise for me in those days was something I did, but I didn't necessarily enjoy so I didn't channel my energy or my frustration into exercise. I channeled the frustration into alcohol and into binge drinking and then later into cocaine abuse. So very important when you next pick up a glass of wine or when you next are having a drink, look at why it is you're drinking. And if you can, you know, best thing that you can always do, I think, is when you're having those disconnected moments is to think of a way you can shift your energy that doesn't involve uh, alcohol or drugs walking yoga exercise even though it is the last time last thing that you feel like doing at the time when you feel depressed I can pause well I can guarantee that if you take the dog for a walk or if you just get out in the sunshine you will feel much much better we talk about this a lot in the do your dharma course we talk about how to follow your highest excitement and stay in the flow of life so if that's something that interests you, we're going to be doing another Diodama course at the end of the summer. So you can actually sign up now to get the early buy price, which is 295 It's going to go up to 395 because we've had such great results with people. But we teach you how to stay in flow. And we teach you literally how to find the correct path in life and how to stay there. But going back to the depression as we talked about disbelieve your thoughts make sure you're processing your emotions because what can happen when we don't process our emotions and when we shut off you know if you're feeling that there's a layer between you and reality like you can't feel the beauty of nature and you can't feel the beauty of people and the beauty of environments then the that's telling me that you have a backlog of repressed emotion that you haven't dealt with So it's important that you find ways to get that energy flowing and get it connected again. So ways that you can do this, really simple ways that you can do this. um, I was explaining that my husband, when we met, we both had had nervous breakdowns in cars. So on our sort of second date, I think it was the second date, it wasn't quite the first date, we both admitted to sort of having had rough patches and having had... um, 
he'd had a nervous breakdown in the car and so had I, which was very bizarre. But that's how my husband came across Qigong and Kung Fu. And for those of you aware that of those martial arts, Qi means energy and Qigong means energy flow. So literally when you practice Qigong, it helps the energy move round and through your body. And of course it helps remove blockages that get stuck in your body. And this obviously helps alleviate depression But energy is a powerful source. And when we don't necessarily look after our bodies, it can get stuck. And depending on the mind-body connection, obviously, what you can find is that that can come out in depression and anxiety, but it can also come out in illness. Or it can come out in some physical condition. So very important to find a practice or something that works for you, which will help you shift your energy. So if you think about it, what is it that makes you feel good? In a simple form, there's mental, physical, spiritual, and emotion. So if you think about mental, a good thing that you can do from a mental perspective is to journal. If your thoughts are going round and round and round and round your head, and you can't stop them, and you're driving yourself a little bit insane, you need to empty your thoughts. Think of your head, your brain, like a vessel like a cup, and if you pour the water out, that cup will be empty. So it's the same with your thoughts. How can you get your thoughts out of your head somewhere that they won't drive you insane? So journaling, free writing, every day, it's a very strong practice that needs to happen, but it has to be consistent. You can't just pick it up and put it down. You need to commit to free writing on a daily, regular basis, at least three pages per day. And if you are somebody suffering with depression and anxiety I would really recommend that you adopt this practice because it's such a simple practice but again the benefits are huge and they're very very big and I've also used this practice when I'm manifesting so it's another thing to think about if you're wanting to pull something into your life great to describe it through the journaling so that's mental you've got physical would obviously how you move your body so How can you move your body that makes your energy expand and you feel better about yourself? Well, obviously any form of exercise, swimming, yoga, walking, all of that will help you feel good. It will get your body moving. It will get your energy moving. It will get everything shifting and it be being more expansive. So we've got mental, we've got physical, we've got emotional. Now, emotional is very interesting because, again, as we've talked about, nobody's taught to cry. But it's really, really important that you do cry, that you feel your feelings and that you release your feelings. Um, Think about how tired you are when you cry. That's because you've had some form of release. So you always feel tired, but you feel better. And that's because that energy that you've been holding on to has moved through you. So mental, physical, emotional and spiritual, you know, you may or may not be spiritual and that's absolutely fine. But I have to say, if if you're suffering and you don't feel good about yourself, then, you know, for me, I've always found real solace in the fact that I believe in a higher, I would believe in a higher energy and I believe in a higher, higher existence and a higher, what's the word I'm looking for? Almost like universal energy. So if you are struggling, you know, give it over to the universe, ask for advice, ask questions, ask for signs, you know, 
play with it, have fun with it. Like I remember when my mum was here and she was suffering with very, very chronic depression. This was the sort of second time I'd seen her in my life suffer. And I was saying to my mum, she was, you know, she was very close to her parents and, and they they died and she didn't, again, hadn't been taught how to feel, so she didn't really grieve. And um, she was staying with us. And I said, you know, you're always, they're always with you, mum. You can connect to your parents. And she sort of looked at me like I was a little bit crazy. And um, I said to her, look, we can ask for a sign. You know, let's, you know, they'll show themselves to us. And, and you know, this, this is me talking to somebody who wasn't spiritual at all. Uh, and I forgot we'd had that conversation, actually. It was probably earlier in the evening. And then later that evening, we decided to play Scrabble. And we, you know how you get the bag and you, you sort of pull out seven different counters. And literally, my mum's maiden name was Gent, G-E-N-T. And the first four letters I pull out of this bag, G-E-N-T. And I, I think they were even in the right order. And I put them down on the counter and I showed them to my mum. And she kind of looked at me and I kind of looked at her and I said, yeah, see, I told you, they're with you. If you're in a place in life where you need some support, some help, then not only speak to somebody in your life who is real, but, you know, pose that question to this higher force, this higher energy, this higher being source energy, because it's important that you have faith and trust in the universe. And it's important that you start to focus on the positive. And a simple thing that you guys can do if you are suffering with anxiety and depression is really start a gratitude practice. This was really powerful for me, actually, when I um, started to shift my focus. You know, as human beings, we tend to look at the 2% of what's happening in our lives that isn't going right. And it's very important that we start to retrain our brains so we look at the positive and we have a gratitude practice. So if you're listening to this, what I would really suggest is that you count, count your blessings on a daily basis. I remember talking to a friend of mine and saying, you're, you're lucky you've got your own teeth. And she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, but we are really lucky we have our own teeth. You know, I know that might sound crazy, but imagine if you didn't have any teeth. And I, I say this because, you know, we take so many things for granted. So don't start taking these things for granted. I would start counting your blessings with them. And that has stayed with her ever since. She always chuckles at me and says, oh, I've got my own teeth. And of course, because... We live in this reality where we take all this stuff that we've got for granted. We live in a Western world. We've got water, we've got sewage, we've got food. But of course, we're comparing ourselves to other people on Instagram who've got millions of pounds and seem to be flying all over the world and don't necessarily seem to do any work. So we then get into this like downward spiral. And that's not reality. That's not truth. Every single human being is here to learn and grow, grow and evolve. And I can guarantee you that even if someone's got money, they've still got problems. You know, it's very important that we don't compare ourselves, that we don't compare and that we stay in our own lane and that we really focus on our own development. But it's very important to develop this um, gratitude practice. And the other thing I've really done to train my brain is to look at what goes well every day. Because I'm the first person in the world to focus on what hasn't happened. So I trained my brain at the end of the day to look at what has gone really, really great. And I can tell you that I skip over some amazing things, which is ridiculous, because my brain goes to the things that haven't gone well. And I think that must be an evolutionary thing. It helped us survive, you know, 
generations and generations. But actually now is the time to focus on the good and focus on the positive. So I'd love to hear from you. Um, If you are suffering with anxiety, chronic depression, you know, I'm here for you. I'd love to hear what you're going through. I guarantee I can help. I've been there. I've, As I said, I've cured myself chronic depression, nervous breakdown. So don't give up. Reach out. Find someone that you love. Someone, someone that you trust. And come and join our Do Your Dharma community. You know, we are totally committed to helping people create the best lives we possibly can. I will see you next week on Kitty Talks. Thank you so much for listening to the kitty talks podcast i do hope you've enjoyed this solo cast or this guest this week i try and interview the most amazing people so you guys can really get some insight into how you can build amazing lives in alignment with your soul if you haven't already come over and follow me on instagram kitty underscore talks and i'm also on facebook and we have a free facebook community so why not come and join us